0: Welcome to the Weekly Wrap Podcast by the National Farmers Federation. Here's this week's update. <music> Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the National Farmers Federation's Weekly Wrap Podcast. I'm Loretta Wallace, I'm the General Manager of um, Media here at the NFF and my um, guest and colleague um, today is Ash Saladini, our General Manager of Trade and Economics. Hello Ash.
1: Hello Loretta, hello everyone.
0: Um, so we find ourselves in at the end of week two of the uh, federal election campaign with quite a few weeks ahead of us, and this week we saw um, the series of leaders debates begin with um, agriculture front and centre. So. Um, Agriculture Minister David Littleproud went head-to-head with uh, opposition agriculture spokesperson Julie Collins um, this week on Tuesday at the National um, Press Club in a joint event um, between the National Press Club, the National Rural Press Club um, and the National Farmers Federation. Ash, that was a great event with lots of um, industry people coming and farmers coming together in Canberra to hear from the two agriculture leaders, but we didn't really hear anything new of substance, did we, from, from uh either minister little proud or Ms collins
1: yes it was a little bit light on uh, new policies and in particular with the ag visa we would have liked to hear a bit more um, from both particularly labor and whether they're going to commit to the ag visa or not um, there's a lot of issues there for um, agriculture and to your point they didn't really touch upon many of those issues including supply chain disruptions though there was one new announcement around the loan guarantees um, for young farmers from minister little proud
0: yeah, that's right, Ash. So um, certainly with the Ag Visa, um, we were looking for a firm commitment um, from Labor and their support to um, help us in that really important part of easing farmers' um labour shortages, and we didn't get that. We also didn't hear um, quite enough from labour on biosecurity. And there was just a general um, lack of attention from both um, representatives on, like you said, um, supply chain issues and also in the environment. It's surprising that there wasn't more said on that really important issue.
1: Yep, exactly right. Climate, we w- would have expect this to be a climate um, uh, election. And despite that, there was very little around um, the role of agriculture in sustainability and climate so again another missed opportunity by both parties
0: yep agree so if you did um miss out on that debate it was it was broadcast almost live on abc news channel um it but it's there now um on iview for you for to watch so maybe something to think about um to do over the long weekend um, on the subject of the election, so, of course, um, the NFF's been out of the blocks now for a little while with our election platform, um, Time to Thrive, which is at um, timetothrive.com.au, and an important part of that platform is calling for a solution to that perennial problem, unfortunately, of um, the c- connectivity and communications drought in the bush. And so late last week we showcased, uh, well, showcase isn't the word, we have highlighted the um, really um disturbing situation of a farmer wheel picker not actually very far from Canberra where we are today um, a sheep farmer in bigger just north of Crookwell who actually had a, um, a motorbike accident and because he had no mobile phone reception and um, was forced to crawl um, one kilometers with a broken back until he was able to get some service to call his partner and to um, ultimately get help Ash um, this unfortunately is a story that is all too common that we hear at the NFF.
1: Yeah, look, and I think uh, people need to have a, uh, live the, in the shoes of people who live in regional and rural areas, and a lot of policymakers and uh, bureaucrats and politicians don't have that experience. And look, to have to crawl kilometres to get help is just not on in, in a country like Australia.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And that's why, um, as part of our um, platform for this election, we're calling on um, a commitment from those seeking to hold office of a $5 billion um, Bush telecommunications fund. So, look, we can't deny there's certainly been some attention thrown at it from, um, from both sides of um, politics when they've been in government, um, you know, lots of funding for mobile black spots and things like that. Um, but there's, it, we want a, st- a stop to the ad hoc funding announcements. We want a really significant, substantial, fund that'll enable us to get some real parity between the services on offer for um, farmers and everyone in the bush compared to their um, city counterparts, because um, it's actually not just a matter of um, watching Netflix and and things like that, and online shopping is actually a matter of health and safety. But as I always say, Ash, uh, people in the bush should be able to watch Netflix as well.
1: <laughs> it's, it is, it's, a, it's a right. It's a right um, to have uh, digital connectivity, whether it's for your business, whether it's for personal entertainment, or um for a life-saving um service basically
0: absolutely so i'm hoping to hear more um on that from during this campaign um so uh In another um, sort of long weekend pursuit, we're encouraging people to um, apply for the NFF's Diversity in Ag Leadership Program opportunity. So that's um, an initiative that's the baby of um, our President Fiona Simpson. And it's about seeing more women get into the leadership ranks um, of our industry, which is um, pretty at pretty low levels um, at the moment. So the Diversity in Ag Leadership Program now in its fifth year is a mentoring opportunity. Um, Each year, uh, 12 women a selected take part in a five-month mentoring um, program they get to um, meet with other um, really expand their networks in the ag industry as well as develop their leadership skills and, and um, refine their goals so Monday this Monday April the 25th is the deadline for those applications to be in and I really just um, encourage um, those on the line who might think it might think it's a good opportunity for themselves or somebody they know to jump onto to nff.org.au where you'll find pretty quickly the link to that program um, it's a really simple application process um, and but it's a really fantastic opportunity and I just want to give a shout out Ash to the um, 33 industry partners who are actually supporting that program this year so um, they make it possible to bring that cohort of um, women to Canberra twice a year um, and to do some fantastic things so um, thank you to our partners and also just don't miss that opportunity uh, Monday's the deadline for the diversity in AG leadership program. Now, um, Ash, before we dive into your subject matter um, uh, competition, which you're here to talk to us about today, just want um, to change uh, change your pace for a moment. Um, lots of people um, in Sydney and from surrounds in New South Wales have been getting um, to the, it's, we're at the Sydney uh, Royal Easter Show over the last um, week or so. And um, we've got a really fantastic story up this week um, on farmers.org.au about the Brown family who... Um, exhibit breed jersey cattle and have been exhibiting at the sydney royal easter show since 1885 can you believe it so i just encourage people to get on there and read that fantastic story about the generational um, renewal of that um, farm business and that breeding enterprise and their involvement in the sydney royal easter show and as a former sydney dweller ash i'm sure you've you've been along to the show a few times
1: Oh, look the act show is probably the last um links between sort of um urban dwellers like ourselves and um people who live in the country and yeah. it's so important because we're starting to lose that connection and so it's what they do is very, very important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's lots of fun and frivolity in terms of Sideshow Alley and things like that. But from us um, in agriculture, that shows us such an important part about um, showing to those people who might necessarily, who ne- don't necessarily ever get to a farm, showing them about uh, what agriculture is all about and the story behind their food and fibre. So, couldn't agree more on that one. Um, look. I think all of us are feeling the pain at the um, supermarket checkout there's no doubt there are some um, increases in um, in the in the food in food prices across the board for lots and lots of reasons and so our member New South Wales farmers have put out this week um, a really handy guide about how to reduce your um, your grocery bill which I urge um, people to look up it's on um, New South Wales farmers website Um it's easily fine. It's got some really good um, tips and tricks there. But, Ash, um, I think talking about um, understanding about agriculture, lots of people who aren't necessarily linked to farming and but feeling that price increase would think and potentially hope that, those, that farmers are actually um, benefiting from those increased um, prices with um, increased returns for their um, produce. But as we know, that's not the case. And um, we want to see some changes to see um, a farmer's given a fair go.
1: That's exactly uh right, Lorita. The and let's take a step back as well. So prices are going up and going up by quite a bit recently, um, through various um factors. But let's not forget that Australia has some of the highest grocery prices in the world um over the last decade. So um yes, prices are going up, but we've always had really high prices. So Australian consumers aren't getting a great deal um from how um the supply chains are working currently. They're paying the some of the highest prices in the world as we speak. So It's a very strange outcome for a country that's a um, powerhouse in terms of food production. And so what's the problem? The problem is we have a supply chain um, full of monopolies, um, big players um, who control the supply chain. And um, particularly for farmers, it's a huge issue where you have these big, powerful players who dictate to essentially a small business what prices they're going to get, how they're going to access the market and other commercial um, arrangements. It's basically a David and Goliath battle um, in terms of um, commercial negotiations. So that, that's the first set of issues. And the second um, set of issues is they're not doing it for our consumers. Um, so the farmers aren't getting paid what they should be, but that benefit or that surplus is not going to consumers. It's basically the middlemen in that supply chain. And we need to do something um to stop the unfair allocation of those um those benefits. And that's why we want competition policy reform
0: yeah that's right and Ash when you're talking about those big players in um supply chain it's not just the big retail outlets is it it's the it, it's the processes as well
1: it's processes um in anything in dairy in in meat um, it's input providers it's energy providers um it's um freight and logistics so you know the people who own the ports and the ships um these are massive some multinational companies and in Australia we expect that a small mum and dad farmer can sit down at a negotiation table with these multinational companies and get a fair deal and simply not um, reality. No,
0: because um, farmers are literally at the bottom of the food chain. They're price takers. They're certainly not price setters. So what sort of changes exactly um, is the NFF calling for? And some of them I know we've been calling for for some time and we do have some support um, out there for those changes, but we just need government to act, don't we?
1: Yeah. So, look, we fought quite long and hard around the um, changes to unfair contract terms. So these are terms like having a unilateral um, break clauses. So processors can break the contract, but farmers can't. And we want these types of um, um, terms to be banned. And so they, they are, but we also want penalties for those who use these terms in their contracts. So we fought long and hard to get that um, in place. And the, through various reviews, that was agreed to however, is yet to be implemented. So, you know, um, the proof's in the pudding. Um, we need action on the ground. The second area is that um, we just need more uh, money on compliance and enforcement um, and advocacy. And so we want the establishment of a perishable agricultural goods advocate, someone who can actually go and um, look at issues in the supply chain and and fight for farmers and actually enforce the rules we already have. And the final one is a um, legislative right to repair. So, again, you um, know, sort of uh, maintenance, repair and aftermarket um, networks for um, farm machinery. Um, basically, there's a lot of rotting going on there because our farmers are stuck with um, one supplier and they, they get, they're they paying an arm and a leg for um, maintenance and that's simply not fair anymore. And the Productivity Commission says we need a right to repair. Again, we want both sides of um, the, the sp- political spectrum to actually put that into place.
0: Yeah, um, and Ash, what have we heard anything at all um, so far in the campaign from either side of politics as um, to whether they have an appetite to make a commitment to change?
1: And and that's the sad thing about the election um, to date. Um, whether it was at the leaders' debate or the agricultural debate, um, they have been very light on um, vision and substance as to um, what agriculture um, will and will not be in the future. And competition policy reform is one of our big issues, and neither party has addressed. Um, their vision for competition policy reforms here. So a little bit disappointing to date, noting that this might be a marathon election though. So hopefully we see something in the next uh, two or three weeks.
0: Yeah, and you can you can bet we're gonna to continue to um, hold their feet to the fire on, on these important changes and other things like um, telecommunications, um, workforce um, environment. Um, but just continuing that theme of competition, it really comes at a time of a terrible, perfect storm, I suppose, because um, lots, lots of global um, issues are having a, a massive impact on the price of inputs. This week we've seen um, our member, Grain Growers Limited, come out with some figures about it. Um, one um, grower within their membership this time last year was paying $450 a tonne for urea, and this year is paying 1650 That's, you know... Um, almost an incomprehensible increase when you're dealing with um, what's already really tight margins. Ash, what's behind that and what what can um, what's the future hold for inputs?
1: Yeah, I think there's two stories to tell here. One, um, internationally there's been supply chain disruptions um, and so with that prices have um, risen. Um, so we can almost blame international factors but I think that we, we're letting people off the hook there a little bit because the problem in, in Australia is we pay the highest price for everything, whether it's freight, whether it's for inputs and um, whatever it might be, we were already paying the highest prices. So what we have now is two things coming together. As you said, it's a perfect storm. So let's deal with the one we can deal with. We can't change the international market, but we can make our supply chains fairer through competition policy reform. So let's not let them off the hook just because there's another factor that's um, um creating that perfect storm.
0: Okay, all right. Well, Ash, it's been um wonderful to have your insights on today's um, weekly wrap podcast, um, just wrap up with a couple of reminders um, don't forget diversity in ag leadership program applications closed this Monday, really easy to find and also a really easy application to go through nff.org.au um, but also just um, again a reminder about that we are in that um, election campaign and NFF's working um, really hard on behalf of farmers to get some good outcomes um, for the, whoever holds government um, for the next parliament and so if you, you could take please take the opportunity to um, go to time to thrive.com.au and while you're there you can register to receive nff's uh, policy voting guide so that is going to be a really um invaluable tool to where um you put that all important vote of yours it will be give a um uh account of we've written to each party saying you know where do you stand on these important issues like telecommunications competition environment workforce and that's going to just tell you warts and all where each party stands so i think that's a really valuable um tool you'll need when voting and so if you register at that time to, time to thrive.com.au you'll receive that policy voting guide when it's developed um, straight into your inbox so um with those two reminders i'll just say to everybody. Um, Thanks for listening um, and have a great long weekend and um, Anzac long weekend as we reflect on the contribution of um, our diggers to this country. Thanks, Ash. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this weekly wrap-up from the National Farmers Federation. For more information about the NFF, visit nff.org.au. Otherwise, stay tuned until next week for the next instalment.